This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Saturday Story Circle, always on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G, which means it's perfectly safe for folks and families of all ages. Yes, even Grandma. Enjoy. Chapter 7 Robots Don't Sweat This is just an inarguable fact. Sweating is a response by some warm-blooded species to regulate internal body temperature. Sweat is released from a series of tiny, specialized glands throughout the epidermis, and the evaporation of that liquid causes an exothermic exchange that results in a small amount of body heat being lost to the environment. Useful for primitive species and animals, but otherwise it is outmoded, unnecessary, and socially awkward. But many species also sweat when they are nervous, and if it were even remotely possible for him to do so, Echo would have been sweating buckets. He felt it should probably be the captain doing this. It was not actually a breach of procedure for the ship's robot to do it, but the captain would normally interface with the lead officer of a security force prior to a prisoner transfer unless there was some pressing problem. But Captain Banderson had no idea how anything was supposed to work and would certainly get them all killed if he were entrusted with any interpersonal relations. He would high-five the lead guard of the prisoner detail or something, and their paper-thin cover story would be blown. Not that they really had a cover story of any kind. That was part of what was winding Echo up so tight. They were obviously the wrong ship, in the wrong place at the wrong time, with an assignment that could not possibly be theirs, and they were just ignoring all of that and daring an entire station full of highly trained personnel to notice, or at least to not pretend they hadn't. It was crazy. Echo was increasingly sure that it was. Maybe Banderson should do this after all, except none of the uniforms on the ship would fit him, and he would get them all killed. So it was up to Echo. How does it look up there, pal? Banderson's voice rang over the internal communication channel inside Echo's head. It was still set too loud. Slorth and Moxo had liked it to be loud, so they could yell at him wherever he went without bothering to raise their voices, which they then did anyway. Banderson did not yell. Banderson called him things like pal, and he seemed to mean it when he said it. Echo had never been someone's pal, or had a name, or been told that he was a person. Did that really justify what he was doing? At least the computer had had its programming messed with, Echo thought almost jealously. The way she was behaving now struck her as totally reasonable. Echo still knew the rules, and he just kept breaking them. He hoped his nerves could stand it. Echo? Banderson's voice came again. Don't leave me hanging, buddy. Echo had never had a buddy. It was worth it. He plucked up his courage and rolled down the gangplank into Docking Bay Alpha of Thraxis 8 Security Station. It was fairly unimpressive. These things were not built for show, but everything was gleaming bright and clean as if waiting for an inspection by a sector command designate that would never come. Nothing yet, he whispered, even though his voice could not be heard except over the comm. Wait, the outer door just... 
Stand by. There was a hiss, and the groaning sound of the heavy airlocks pulling back to reveal the loading platforms within the body of the station. Echo muttered several curses quietly without thinking. <laughs> Language. Banderson scolded him, though it sounded like he might also be laughing. Sometimes the captain could be very childish. What's the problem? There's an entire squad coming. Echo hissed. So? So they have guns. Echo was not happy. Right. Banderson said. They'd be a pretty terrible security squad if they didn't. We're pretty awesome, I guess. So awesome that they didn't even need guns? Like ninjas. That would be worse if they were ninjas, wouldn't it, Echo? I don't know what ninjas are, Echo muttered, suspecting that it wasn't important. Well, you do not want a cargo hold full of them, I'll tell you that for sure. Banderson's voice was oddly comforting. Echo wanted to tell him to shut up, but he actually hoped that he would keep talking. Well, then I guess I am glad they have so many guns and also that there are twelve of them, Echo said, but he did not sound glad. Twelve, huh? How many prisoners? Echo paused, confused. I can't see any. Don't mess with me, Echo. Banderson sounded worried. We can't sneak into Central Command on a prisoner transfer if there aren't any prisoners to transfer. I'm just telling you what I see, the robot protested. And I don't see... Wait. There it is. Banderson was clearly smiling. Echo could hear it. There's one. Only one prisoner, so that's good. Why's that good? We don't have many folding chairs in the cargo hold. Don't goof around, Banderson said. Why would they have that many guards on one prisoner? I don't know, Echo said. I was never a security drone in a previous life. I don't know every single rule in the book. Twelve guards for one prisoner? I don't suppose that they're worried about anyone attacking the convoy and freeing him. I'm sure they're not, the robot replied. That would be impossible. We don't see eye to eye on the use of that word, the captain said. But I'm sure they'd agree with you. And if they aren't scared of the rest of the cosmos, the only reason to have twelve guards is if they are transporting one seriously bad dude. I think it's a child, Echo said. What? It isn't very big. Well, some species are different heights. Banderson's voice sounded uncomfortable. That's no reason to assume somebody's a child. I apologize, Captain Banderson. I know Earth people are small. Well, we aren't small. In fact, I'm quite large for a fully grown Earth human like myself. But this is definitely a child. Hold on. I have to talk. The unit commander stopped in front of Echo with a click of her immaculate silver boots. She pressed an unseen switch on the side of her helmet to activate her voice comm. What is the designation of this ship? she asked. Echo tried to be calm. He tried to be cool. He tried to think about something relaxing like Banderson had told him to, but he had never actually relaxed before, so it was difficult. All of this split focus made him seem deeply disinterested and like he was thinking about something else instead of doing his job, which was perfect cover for a robot. Baker fit seven for Theta, he said. The commander tilted her head to one side as she took in the ship in front of her. Baker fit 7-4 Theta is supposed to be a Prowler 11-2B, less than one cycle off the production line at Arquez Minor. Echo said nothing because he was terrified. Fortunately, this silence was the perfect cover for the role of disinterested robot that he was trying to play, as he had not yet been asked a direct question. 
The commander seemed reluctant to let this go and pointed to the waiting ship. That is a scout ship. A Star Harper 6, if I'm not mistaken. Echo handed over a clip screen with the ship's manifest on it. This ship is Baker Fit 7 for Theta, he said, sounding as bored as he possibly could. Are you suggesting that this is a prowler? Are you suggesting that it isn't? Echo replied, taking the manifest back before it could be too closely examined, just in case. Would you like to file a report to that effect? There was an awkward silence. That won't be necessary, she said. Security detail presenting credentials. Major B-Bay in command. Echo took the keycard and swiped it on the side of the clip screen in his hands. Received on behalf of the captain, he said. If you'll follow me, I'll show you to the brig. Echo rolled up the gangplank, closely followed by the booted feet of the armed troopers, marching in perfect time. He tried to steal a glance at the prisoner who wore heavy manacles at the wrists and ankles and was struggling to keep up with the much larger troops without much success. Try and stop them near a security camera, Bix said in his ear. I'm trying to get a look at this prisoner. I'm busy, Echo said, realizing too late that he was saying it out loud. Did you say something? Major Bibe said, sounding outraged. Why, did you hear something? Echo asked, as much as possible as if every organic being he had ever met was completely mad, which was close enough to being true that it required no great skill on his part. The commander had nothing to say to that, but Echo felt she had given him a sideways glance. Oh my gosh, it's a girl, Banderson said, and then to someone else who Echo couldn't see, he added, Now don't be like that. She can't be more than eight years old. Same age as my bratty little sister. Who is much, much younger than I. Forgot that. How much younger than me she is. What are you even talking about? Echo asked crossly. I didn't say a word, Major Bibe replied, deeply confused, which told Echo that he had said the quiet part loud again. I was talking to the computer, Bix said. Echo tried to roll along as if nothing had happened. I said, Oh, look, here we are at the brig. And he opened the door to the cargo hold. The commander was appalled. This is the brig? As far as you know, yes. Echo replied with a nervous nod. What? Yes, this is the brig, yes. Major Bebane nodded toward her squad, and twelve armored security troopers began sorting out the folding chairs and pulling the small girl who was their captive into the more secure-seeming part of the room near the food storage lockers by the ventilation grill. Echo could see her properly now. She was smallish, with light green skin and wild-looking brown hair. She grimaced as she was pulled up by the chains, and Echo could see the small fangs which were just visible over her bottom lip. She looked up and scowled at the robot and Echo could not escape the feeling that she was lining him up for some awful fate in her mind. "'I'll want to see the captain, of course,' the commander said, looking disgusted by the entire operation. "'I'll tell him so,' Echo said, closing the door behind him and locking it as quickly as he could. The robot rolled a short distance away to be certain the guards could not hear him through the bulkhead. "'Cargo secure,' he said. "'And I suggest we get the znib out of here before anyone comes to their senses.' Roger that, the captain replied. The computer is just working out an exit trajectory based on system traffic data. Can't we skip that? Echo eyed the door nervously as though he expected the guards to kick it open at any moment. We can, Banderson offered. 
but apparently it involves crashing and exploding. We'll leave in a minute. What about the girl? What girl? What girl? The prisoner. Sorry. The commander signed in. I might have data on the prisoner. Echo said, fussing with the clip screen. Is it important? I didn't mind the idea of handing over prisoners at Central Command if I expected them to be bad guys. Banderson's voice was quieter now inside Echo's head, as if he had found the volume settings and turned it down himself. I don't know what that little girl could have done to deserve this. Apparently her name is Thera. She's a Slordith, a warrior tribe from the planet Grathal, which I'm not sure I've ever heard of. There's not much in this file. Apparently she has assaulted 16 officers since she has been in custody. Banderson snorted. What could she possibly have done? They have battle armor. Maybe that's why they're wearing it. What was her crime? What? The original charge. What was she in custody for in the first place? Oh. Echo fussed with the clip screen. Turns out she's a hostage, so that's good. That's good? Sure. That doesn't sound dangerous at all. Apparently she's some kind of tribal princess, and they are holding her to bring her planet into line. She's a princess from a planet of rebels? Banderson said with a tone of voice that made Echo very nervous. Something like that? Echo said. But you have to remember... We can't be delivering little kid hostages to anybody, much less the universe. It might be the only way to save your Earth from occupation. Echo reminded him. You may not have a choice. There are always choices, Echo. Banderson said. Just some of them are stupider than others, and all of them are dangerous. Get up here, we're about to take off. And it would be good if it looked like I knew where I was flying. Yes, Captain Banderson. I keep telling you, Echo. Call me Bix. He said, and the comms shut off with a click. In this time of COVID-19, CDC asks you keep your hands clean. Don't congregate and kindly shelter in place. Also wash your hands and don't touch your face. So use soap and water and grab a clean towel. And don't be a Jonah. Prevent spread of corona by washing your hands. Olay! This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.